Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, explicit, raw conversations about sex and pleasure, about bodies and touch, about all of the ways you can explore more pleasure, joy, and connection in your life. And we've been doing this together since 2006. You'll find all of the resources we've generated for you at our forever home, pleasuremechanics.com. And we are sitting here today, body weary and our voices kind of hoarse from an amazing four day weekend in New York City with it was a family reunion and an artist symposium and an eco-sexual summit um, hosted by my sex mama Annie Sprinkle and her partner Beth Stevens and my cheeks hurt from smiling (laughs) and Mm. our bodies are just saturated with what it means to spend sustained time in a community of artists because this symposium it was hosted at the performance space new york this incredible building right in the heart of manhattan and it was a convergence of annie and beth's hundred closest eco-sexual friends from all over the world and a celebration of this movement really they've been building Um, for the past couple of decades and since I was an intern at Annie Sprinkle's kitchen table Mm. right and so when I say I call Annie Sprinkle mama pleasure mechanics is very much a child in the Annie Sprinkle lineage and what you hear more about on this show is our erotic massage lineage but how we came together and how I came to erotic massage was through Annie Sprinkle I first met her at Vassar College, where I was running the sex magazine I started there. And Annie was on was in our first volume of Squirm magazine. And so I knew her since I was a freshman in college. And she invited me to come work with her in San Francisco after I graduated uh, with no real plan. I just drove cross country and showed up at her door. And through working with Annie, she introduced me to Joseph Kramer, who is the founder of the erotic massage lineage. Um, And I showed up at his door knowing nothing about massage, nothing about touch. And he hired me as his assistant and welcomed me into this erotic massage lineage. Um, And through working with him and then teaching with him and then developing the sexological bodywork training, that I taught with Joe Kramer is how I met Charlotte. And even before that part of intersection, Charlotte was already deeply influenced by Annie. Totally. She came to visit my college, Wesleyan University, while I was there and spoke on stage. And I just remember feeling changed Mm -hmm. that this was a possibility to both have a career in sexuality, to be this fountain of love and joy and celebration. Um, And I had never experienced anything like her. (laughs) 
<laughs> what did you do after that talk? Um, I I started making so many tit prints. <laughs> she she had talked about tit prints, so I went on a. I made so many tit prints and um, including on the walls of some college property that was probably not yours to print, but way to reclaim public space with erotic graffiti. <laughs> it's true and ass prints. Um, oh. It was a joy. So we were already connected by this lineage, and if you don't know Annie Sprinkle and her incredible body of work. Mm. Um, there will be links in the show notes, including to the eco-sexual movement. And if that feels familiar, it's because this idea that Annie and Beth birthed together through their art has now spread as this global movement of artists and scientists and activists working together to create art and performance art and art happenings and visual art you know, art in the biggest art word sense about ecology and our connection with the earth and this idea of earth as lover. And we were submersed in this world for four days. We dropped our daughter off at my sister's house. And just side note here, the ways our networks of care allow us more pleasure and joy and connection in our lives because my sister you know, and my stepbrother and all of our family worked together to take care of our daughter, we were able to fuck off to New York City for four days and get a hotel room and immerse ourselves in this incredible weekend with not only my family, Annie and Beth, and some of the erotic educators I've known for 20 years and worked with, but a hundred plus of their erotic artist friends from all over the world. And we got to see their art and hear about their art and sit and bask in their art in big beanbag chairs in this incredible performance art space. And so today on the podcast, what we want to talk about is not our experience because we could just tell you blow by blow about our weekend and what we learned there. But what I came home really feeling deeply in my heart is the way that we can make love as artists, Mm. how we can learn from the embodiment of what it means to be an artist in this world and bring that into our erotic lives, bring a little more of that curiosity and creativity and courage it takes to be an artist and make art right? How can we make love like art? And then as I was fermenting this, you know, I was thinking about this with my heart so alive and full of art on the way home. Uh, Before we came home, we had a family meal and one of my aunts, like my whatever, um, looked in my daughter's eyes and told her that art wasn't a real subject in school. Right. My daughter had been asked the question, like, what are you liking about school? And my daughter very earnestly said, you know, art and outdoor education. And this old lady scoffed and said, that's not real. And so I think all of us carry this wound somewhere in us that we are told to stop playing, get serious, knock it off with the art and music stuff, stop being creative and start being a capitalist productive citizen of our country right Mm. and that was very much the messaging my eight-year-old daughter was getting and i want to carry that into this episode Mm. too like what are the ways our artistry our creativity and our playfulness 
that is innate to all of us as human beings, that is part of our species, is that sense of play and creativity. It looks different for all of us. We all play differently. And that's part of being an artist, is finding your ways to play. But what are the ways that has been wounded for you? And what is some like repair and loving, like licks of lavishing nourishment we can give the artist and all of us right now? Hmm. Right. I think there's so much this idea that art is frivolous and meaningless and empty in a certain way. And let's like reframe that for ourselves and honor it as something that is meaningful and playful and allows for us to feel alive and feel a vitality and a curiosity and an engagement in life and also allows us to feel more often other people's art can often allow us to feel so much more and when we're in the active process of creating anything we feel really alive and engaged And I think that's what bringing the idea of our sex life and our loving as art and as an artistry that we can cultivate and work with um, is so interesting and inspiring. I think so many of us have this really deep idea still that sex is about performing and it's so integrated in our culture that it's something that we do right or wrong, that we do well or badly. Um, and that it is a way that we seek validation and status. Like that is just very, like that's integrated into our minds and hearts. And when we reframe it and start thinking about sex as a form of art, as, as artistry, we can kind of have a different avenue into our own experience of our sex and connection. Because I feel like it really invites us to be in the full experience of creating in every moment and improvising and being curious and playful and not knowing and I feel like those elements are really a a different way of being inside our own experience (laughs) (laughs) well even as you just kind of talked about that you went into this like erotic trance of a state with your words right and I want to take performance now because we've been saying this for years right sex is play not performance uh be in the you know presence not performance but we were just in a performance art space Mm -hmm. and witnessing a lot of incredible performances that were incredibly artful and sometimes when I think about my sex life like some is very performance art like right Mm. And I think we need to actually look at the ways that we're not even treating sex like performance. We're treating it like work Mm. and like a job that we're getting evaluated in. We're getting like our status by, you know, we're getting our identities validated by and the ways like work has actually colonized our erotic lives Um, much more than performance because the other place Mm. of performance is in like athletics, right? Where, it's a deep embodiment and it's through practice and iteration and curiosity that we achieve excellence and like stretch what our bodies can do. Right. And we want to bring more of that into our erotic lives. Um, what we don't want are these calculated, um, jobs of a sex life where it's about your roles and your assigned status and like doing the job right. So you can, you know, do you know what I mean? But we might digress into a whole nother thing around decolonizing our erotic lives from the work mentality and the way capitalism has affected our erotic lives. 
but we're going to just swing right back to, (laughs) (laughs) but we really need to all kind of consider this because as you also kind of tranced into that anthem that was so beautiful, right. But included so many ideas about eroticism that might feel far away to people. Like what would it feel like to truly be in the improv of erotic touch where you're giving and receiving and flowing from one moment to the next, right? And bouncing a ball back and forth like we watch our greatest improv comics do. Like that can be so seamless and lead to the most surprising results. And that is part of the delight of that art form. Or what would it feel like to focus so deeply in our erotic states that we go into almost a deep meditation and the stillness and calm that is hallmarked to other kinds of art, right? The forms of art that we look at in a gallery and just gasp, like, how could they have the patience to do that, you know? And the first step here is just to name yourself an artist. Anyone can be an artist. I'm an artist. You're an artist. I'm a lover. You're a lover. We need to claim the space in our lives to create and generate and be curious and play and not have to defend those spaces, not have to justify them. We are artists. And so what art do you want to create? What love do you want to make becomes the question. And being in this room full of 100 different artists, it was very clear there were 100 different artists doing different kinds of art. And all doing it with like a specific a specificity and a passion and going all the way in. Mm. Right? Right. That kind of commitment, that deep engagement in whatever they're doing, no matter how wild and wacky and weird it is. It's like when they are fully engaged, it becomes animated. It becomes interesting and engaging for us as the audience or co-creators to be with. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something we can all bring or strive to bring to our own sex lives is like, how deeply can you be in that moment? Mm -hmm. How much can you bring your emotions and your awareness of your body? into that moment and have that be something you keep practicing yeah no matter what it is right and that's like when you see artists together it becomes very hard to like judge them or rank them or sort them because they're all so weird in their own ways we're all so specific at least well and I want to use the word weird because again like as the wounded artists in all of us Mm. Like it's our places of being weird or wanting to explore the edges of something or find out more about something or geek out and really like go into something deeply that was often slapped away or called weird, right? And we were kind of forced to normalize through social pressure, but like the places that we're curious, the places that feel alive to us that maybe other people don't even see, those are places rich with meaning and potential like eruptions of creativity and eroticism both. And we're just going to keep juxtaposing these because they feel the same and they're sourced from the same place, this ineffable place of creativity and creation. Right. And theorist Audre Lorde talks about the erotic as anything that animates us feelings deeply felt and shared Um, how we can create something together, whether it's building a bookcase, painting a painting, uttering a poem, or making love, right? And so wherever you find yourself in this, like, how can we allow the weird 
to come out and start giving less fucks so we can go deeper into what we want to do. And some of the art pieces that stood out, like it took a kind of durational no fucks giving. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like so much of art, like we all, I think, have creative ideas and inspirations that pass through us. There's something about kind of like grabbing them and then riding them for all that they're worth. Like one of the, my favorite pieces was this, there was a set of altars made um, by Pratt art students for the space. And one was this beautiful mobile that was a altar to dust. And they told the story of how they masturbated watching the dust dance in shafts of light and wanted to capture the uh, ephemeral biome of you know, like they just had all these beautiful ways of talking about it. But ultimately what they did was collect dust from their living space and then capture it in these resinous, beautiful, mobile 3D forms. And then we could watch the light of our moment dance through the dust of their living space. Right. And they like captured time in a way it left me breathless. Like mm. I was weepy over this piece. <laughs> And I liked it before I even knew what the hell it was. I liked it just as like beautiful, yummy art floating in the space and like the copper and the glinting and woohoo. Like I was like so into it and so animated by it. And this is the gift we can give each other through sex. Like this thing that I feel, I'm going to reach out and show you and feel it together. And so much of what touch can allow us to do and learning different. And this is the other thing with artists learn skills to express imagination, to express emotions, to create, we develop skills. We learn how to cast dust into resin and make it into a mobile that looks beautiful, right? And that's a series of skills. It's not one skill. I'm going to learn a set of skills towards my vision. And as erotic artists, as lovers, we can develop a set of skills towards our vision of feeling bigger, deeper, more passionate, feelings of vitality and sharing them with those we love. Well, you talk about this all the time, Mm. that like as you have gained more and more skill sets around touch, that you are Mm. able to then express a broader range of feelings and emotion through touch. Mm. So we literally expand our experience of what we can offer each other through both an emotional and a physical Mm-hmm. transmission and I don't know what the word is there but like being able to share more through our built skill sets and I just love that so much because mm-hmm. it's beyond just the physical skills which are of course essential but right. being able to transmit more feelings through that broader range of touch is so cool well and sex like art is both temporal and ephemeral but also lasting mm. right like it's the moment we make the art it's the moment of the performance but then it's also what it leaves with us and the seeds that plant and then what gets germinated later and how this is like an intergenerational tapestry of inspiration and inspiration by the way means breathing in right this is all so corporal it's all so much in our bodies and we all have bodies yearning to feel and express So this is just an invitation, an invocation of your art to come through. Mm. We want to take a minute and thank our sponsors, a sponsor that has been inspiring us for years with one of my favorite art forms, erotica. You know, as an artist myself, words are one of my favorite tools and mediums, though not only. 
<laughs> and I love the use of words to express and create feeling states and weave us together in these tapestries of feeling. And at Dipsy Stories, you will find a treasure trove of incredible erotica voiced by voice artists. Again, people who know how to use their voice to help you feel. As you tune in, you will turn on to your own feeling states and see what wants to be expressed with and through you. Notice what turns you on, what wants to be felt, and curate your palette of erotic stimulation at dipsystories.com slash pleasure. For listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering a premium 30-day free trial of all that Dipsy has to offer. Go to dipsystories.com slash pleasure. That's D-I-P-S-E-A, dipsystories.com slash pleasure for 30 days unfettered access to all that Dipsy has to offer you. You'll find this link in the show notes and at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox for this and all of the other offers from our sponsors. Big thanks to dipsystories.com slash pleasure. (laughs) And we have to, at some level, keep reminding ourselves that art matters and love matters and sex matters. And pleasure matters. And that these things are like actually what being alive is all about Mm -hmm. and that we do it together. The sense of togetherness that came through in the symposium this weekend Right. The way artists dialogue and collaborate and share stages and bounce off of one another's ideas and work all the time is so evident when you're in a symposium setting, right, where the whole idea is to cross pollinate. Mm. And as lovers, I think so often our sex lives are so sequestered. We're like doing sex in isolation Mm. almost with this like maybe one way window out into porn. Like what are other people doing out there? But how can we make our erotic lives more collaborative? And before we all freak out, like I'm not inviting you all to my next orgy, although, you know, you are invited if you want to come. <laughs> no. um, I really believe in deeply collaborative forms of eroticism, but that's not where everyone's at. And so how can we look at ways of making our erotic lives more collaborative? So everywhere we go, Charlotte notices details about life, colors, textures, uh, scarves, earrings, even someone's smile, like she'll notice things that light her up. And then she actively and out loud praises and affirms and collaborates. I love that scarf. Where did you get it? Oh, it was at a museum. Oh, I love that museum. And they're off and away. And Charlotte now not only has like more information about the textures and colors she likes in the world, right? Like that thing of artists of always gathering inspiration and scraps of ideas, right? Um, Artists are collectors of ideas and images, and then they merge them and mash them together into something new, right? So we're always in it together and we're always giving ourselves permission to create something new. And so praising and affirming and being out in the world and noticing what you like and saying it out loud so you can be in connection around those things is one really simple, accessible way we can get more collaborative with our erotic lives. 
being willing to tell stories about our sex lives. Who are the friends that want to talk about sex? Start a thread, start a texting group of people who want to talk about sex. I have four friends from college and we keep up on each other's kids and stuff. But we'll also talk about like that new sex toy in the bathtub that works so well or how we wrote our husband last night or I don't have a husband, but they do, (laughs) Um, you know, and it's like we keep our erotic connection alive through storytelling and just sharing and celebrating one another and being in it in the hard moments, too. Right. Because art and sex isn't all about the joy and the good and the yummy and the pleasurable. It's also about the grief and the loss and the struggle like that full spectrum of feelings is what we can express and feel and connect with together through art and love real me and my love so it's really about just drawing our attention to another way of thinking about how do we experience our own sex life and our own eroticism and move away from the paradigm of performing our sex life or working it as a job yeah totally and that's a really significant idea that i really think we should return to it was a beautiful piece that you shared there and then how can we collaborate with each other to create more pleasure in small moments with each other um, to really big life choices, right? Like how can you as an individual and if you're with partners, like how can we orient towards more pleasure? And that's both within your sex life in the actual moments, but also in the broader ways of life. And let's just see if we can find more ways to like bring a little more freedom into our sex life, a little less judgment, a little less analysis Mm -hmm. um, and focus on validation, but more how can we feel deeply what we are doing and then collaborate with each other to move towards creating more and more pleasure and aliveness and genuine eroticism Mm -hmm. and have it be an inquiry. Just be filled with curiosity and not knowing and exploring. And that's the other piece of art we love. It's iterative. It's over and over and over again. Pleasure mechanics isn't one thing. It's the sum total of what we've been doing together for 16, 17 years and everything we'll do in the future. And all of the influence that came before us, right? Because Annie Sprinkle thus pleasure mechanics Mm -hmm. and we already know and are honored by the impact that our work has had on so many and we hear these stories from you all the time and that's why we show up again and again and in relationships in lovemaking and all of the ways we care about one another no matter what that relationship is it's that iterative practice of I'm going to show up again and again make something beautiful, make something that matters, express what is real, and feel our feelings together, you know, and we're inviting you to make your erotic life more colorful, more textural, more specific to who you are. Right, what are the emotions and the mood you want to create in your sex life as an expression, as an expression of art eroticism? This room was filled with 20 different altars. What if you had to build an altar to your sex life that you want to grow and stretch and be an artist in? What would that altar look like? What would its colors and textures and shapes and lights and sounds and emotions be? And let's build that altar and then live at it every day as artists, as creators, as lovemakers, as human beings Mm. together, 
making art in these wild times. Here we are loving one another. Mm. Oh, I love you, Charlotte Mia Rose, my collaborator. Mm. Let's keep going. And thank you all for listening and being with us. Our art is in dialogue with you. And we know you and we feel you and we listen to your stories and we read your emails. And you can be in touch with us anytime. Pleasuremechanics.com. Get on our email list and you can hit reply to any email you receive from us and it will come directly to our inbox and be read by us. Pleasuremechanics.com slash hello and you can leave us a voicemail message and share your voice with us and let us know if we can use it on the podcast and you can share your voice with all of us. Uh, We are 15,000 plus erotic explorers all around the world. We are pleasure mechanics. We are here for you. We love you. We'll see you next time. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. <laughs>